defining episode of the Young Pagans podcast. Pour yourself a cup of tea. Light the incense. Sit back. back on the Greyhorn Pagans podcast. Welcome all. Good to be back. Um, and my kitty co-host is wanting attention right away and causing all kinds of technical difficulties right away. Love you too, Tim. Um, that's Timmy for you, hon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's my familiar for a reason. Uh, today, my guest is the Alaska Ulfetnar Dr. Mark Weisman. Mark, thank you very much for coming on. Um, introduce yourself to the the good people. Oh, who, well. who, who are you? What do you um, do? And why Alaska, of all places? Uh, because it's absolutely 100% beautiful, and it reminds me of home. So, um, well, it is home now. Well, my name is, as your uh, show introduces me, I'm Mark Weissman. I am the Alaska Uv Hefnar. Um, I am a uh, 44th generation birthright Uv Hefnar from northern Denmark. I am uh, a practicing shaman uh, here in the state of Alaska where I use uh, my teachings of the Norse and the Celtic ways of antiquity to help people find peace. And what we have found is, uh, in many cases, I work with a lot of indigenous people um, whose beliefs are very similar. And so we're able to you know, coexist and co-teach and co-learning and co-grow as a people I spend a lot of time uh, in, in that realm. I spend a lot of time helping uh, our brothers and sisters who are returning from combat or other traumatic uh, events, helping them to find peace as well, using some of the techniques and some of the understandings I have of, of antiquity. I'm able to help them kind of establish a path forward and uh, help them get their lives back uh, after the event. So... Um, that is that is kind of what I do here in Alaska, and as far as why I'm here, um, because Odin says so. Um, <laughs> it it is, um, so I I don't question um, uh, why Odin put me here. I just know that um, there was a reason, and uh, I'm doing what he I think he's telling me to do. Well, if. Odin tells you to be there. That's all the reason you need. And if it is indeed Odin, you better listen. Um, but forty-fourth generation—that's that's amazing. Like that's quite rare, actually nowadays. I think I have met one somebody who actually comes from a uh, a Asatru family. Other than that, it's all you know, either rediscovered, rediscovered, or neo pagans, or so that's amazing. Yes, uh, it it took a lot of research, um, and uh, um, much of my path, uh, my 
my life's history was documented by my ancestors. So I simply had to add, um, you know, fill in the blank, so to speak. And so, um, but yes, we, we come from a, a very long line of Danes uh, uh, in northern Denmark, um, Sone to be exact, uh, there on the Jutland. And uh, before that, the Dane tribes uh, would have migrated out of Saxony, Ger what we call Germany today was Saxony in the day. Um, and those folks uh, brought with them uh, many of the beliefs and practices of the Celts who were further south at that time uh, coming off the Iberian Peninsula. And so that mentality kind of formed. Um, and so I tell people I'm kind of a cross between uh, the Norse of Denmark and the Celts of the rest of Europe. And so that's kind of where many of my beliefs come from. That's amazing. That's it's, but it's it's also very, um, very comforting to hear that some of the, well, truly ancient, ancient bloodlines, um, they do still exist. They do still live on. Absolutely. I mean, you have, you know, the 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 Queen of Denmark, Queen Marguerite the Second. You know, her bloodline goes, uh, I mean, they have it documented all the way back to uh, uh, Harold Fairhair, um, or, or actually even further to Harold Bluetooth. And and so all of those uh, ancestral descendant lines are documented. Uh, and, and now uh, Denmark, it joined in many, many of the European nations now have all of this ancestry uh, available that you can use your computer to, to look at and kind of research and download. So um, it's, uh, it, it's it, and a lot of people, uh, particularly Europeans, um, have some level of Dane in them uh, only because, uh, well, the Danes, they got around. Uh, they were quite the sightseeing trip troops they were. And so um, we find a lot of, of uh, Danish influence in almost every, particularly Northern European uh, heritage that there is. So it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm it from... It me if I have Danish in me as well. Well, I'm from the Netherlands myself, so uh, a lot of um, a lot of Germanics here, you know, tall, blonde right. hair, blue eyes, or um, the uh, like the other side, uh, like kind of short, stocky, very, you know, like burly, burly guys. We we have them all here in uh, in Northern Europe. Um, That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so how did you um, how did you find your your calling? How did you find that um, mental health is where you you can work best? Because you uh, you mentioned working with um, with the troops and with the with the natives, of course, who are two very different kind of groups with different kinds of needs. 
Not really. Uh, when you think about it, what what is it that we all seek? We all seek peace and contentment. How do we do that? We seek peace and contentment by by knowing that that what we know makes sense to us. We don't know gibberish. We don't want to know gibberish. We want to know what makes sense to us. And then on that same note, it, it has to resonate in your heart. So when we talk about beliefs and we talk about basic understandings of life, you, you, those are the two criteria, right? They have to make sense in our mind and they got to feel right in our heart. And when those two things are in alignment, those are the things that, that provide us with peace and, and, and fulfillment and contentment. Um, so when, when you're talking about um, you know, particularly working with traumatic uh, uh, folks who have had traumatic injuries within their minds, they're looking to return to a place of comfort, of contentment, of, of peace. And, and what they have is they have this uh, emotional event that's kind of just sticking its nose in other people's business so that when they're they're going through their normal day. It's something that that just reaches out and grabs them. And then you get an irrational fight or flight response to this event. And so when I'm I'm talking with whoever, I mean, the overall objective really is to help them to find to refine that comfort, that contentment, that peace they had before the event. I don't want to relive the event. We don't need to go back. We need to find a way to find that contentment in front of us because it's still there. We just have to uncover it. Um, to answer your question about, well, to answer your question about where I got the notion to become a shaman, <laughs> Um, my path has led me, uh, down a very dark path, really. Uh, I was very destructive in my earlier years. Um, this led to a drug overdose in 1989. Uh, and it was at that moment that I was introduced to the spiritual realm, to things outside of what I knew to be reality at that point. Um, from the 1989 till now, um, I have studied theology, primarily theology. Um, my doctor's degree is in uh, divinity. But I've studied it at, a, at an incredibly deep level. So I've, in, I've studied, obviously, I became ordained as a Christian minister. Um, I studied uh, the laws of Islam and and uh the judaism uh you know all the monotheistic i also dove deep into all the polytheistic beliefs all their understandings and why they thought this way um i dealt with or i i learned quite a bit about uh indigenous beliefs and understandings and how those kind of applied and then what i did in my own opinion is i began to look across all of these understandings for the commonalities amongst them. And while many are quick to point out the differences between polytheistic and monotheistic, 
very few are really willing to say that could we look at those two theologies and say, well, essentially they're the same thing. They're just looking at their deity or deities from a different perspective. They're just stepping to the side. So instead of seeing like this really big deity figure we call God or Odin or Ra or Anubis or or Zeus or whoever, the creator, one guy, big guy. But then when we step to the side, we see others, other entities, other energy sources whom have a substantial piece of this. Um, and, and, you know, and, and when you talk about polytheistic practices, they look at those other spiritual energy sources and, and name them and give them labels uh, because our finite minds need labels for everything. We, we, we're like a dymo machine and we go around and we label everything that we see and hear and <laughs> feel. And, and what we're, what many people just get so hung up on the label. They forget about the principle. They forget about all the underlying understandings. They're so trapped at the label perspective. And so my hope is, you know, as I go around, and I visit people, I help them to understand the commonality and that we can say it's okay to use that label. It's okay. But understand that someone else has a different label on that container. And they're, different label is okay as well and it's okay because spirituality we know is big enough to embrace all of this all of this and more and so much more and so that's where i spend i seem to spend a, an awful lot of time is convincing people of the commonalities instead of trying to highlight the differences I think that's a very noble cause, and that's exactly what's what it's it's what we need. Like there are so many other people already who call themselves or representatives who um, who play that game of divide and conquer, who are pointing right. uh, pointing out the differences between us and what makes the other group better or less than right you know than their group right. um but yeah like that's uh, in my i want to say year year and a half of doing this this podcast now that's one thing that i have uh i have definitely come to see as well just the the amount of commonalities between the pantheons between the the different kinds of religions and that even um many of the monotheistic religions come from a polytheistic background um that's right because because exactly even in right. the, yeah because even in the bible um god you know the god with the, the big g uh says you shall not have any other gods before me which is him basically admitting there are other gods, but I am the one true right. god. Right. 
I'm the front of the line, but yes, I recognize there is the rest of the line. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's incredibly fascinating to um, to dive into that to see what all they they have in common and how um, how the gods were worshipped are worshipped and how they are returning because that's that's something we see more and more as well like physically and spiritually it seems that um, we are slowly but surely approaching a golden age it's kind of it's going to take a while it's going to get a whole lot worse before it's it's going to get better but um i think and i agree with you completely you know one of the things as i i i talk with many other shaman uh particularly n not in the united states where i am but uh my best friend is uh, a shaman in uh, mongolia in northern mongolia so when we talk about these things, we, we kind of talk about where, where the population as a, as a general rule of thumb, you know, what are some of the hot topics when it comes to, you know, their beliefs or, or their demonstrated beliefs, maybe is yeah. more of a key. And, and what you're seeing is you're seeing a, a movement, uh, a, a large movement in, in two different real areas and that's one area is moving from a polytheistic to a monotheistic and the rest ish are moving from a monotheistic to a polytheistic or an atheistic so you you have these you know two major groups are the ones going to monotheism and the ones coming from monotheism as to searching for answers and I think those that path will play itself out uh, as um, as the population begins to embrace its culture, its its ancient cultures. Um, I think we're going to see more of it. You know, one of the things that uh, another very good friend is uh, uh, indigenous American, and and his people. He was saying the other day how. He's seeing pride in being an indigenous person that he hasn't seen in his whole lifetime. And, and he's almost my age. That's very much true as a native person. I haven't seen as much pride coming out being who you are in a very long time. Agreed. And that's and that's that's becoming more and more apparent as the desire maybe the innate desire to reconnect with our culture our culture yeah, exactly. of antiquity when we talk exactly. about you know i just i was just talking about when we go through this traumatic event what's the first thing we look for is we look for comfort we look for contentment we look to get back to that area of peace well i think in my opinion, it's just my opinion, is that uh, spirituality as a whole is making the same search. You know, we've been through this 2000 millennia or 2000 uh, years now of this thing. 
-hmm. But now we're looking for contentment. We're looking for peace again. We're looking for that comfort. And and so I, I really see um, culture is going to be one of those driving factors that gets many people re-excited about being whatever it is. You know, whether they're, you know, uh, Indigenous Americans, whether they're, uh, in my case, uh, you know, I'm Norse. You know, as we begin to em- just embrace our culture, with it comes that spiritual connection that I believe is going to lead people to where they can find that comfort and that contentment and peace. And that's what people are looking for. Yeah, because there is just so much strife in the world. And I mean, especially um, my generation or mine and Fireface generation, both in our early 30s, um, like we have lived through so much already the the changing of a century the changing of a millennia an economic crisis several wars um the pandemic that separated you and i for a while too yeah exactly and like yeah. neither of us like we're both in our early 30s neither neither of us is 35 yet and we've already been through through so much like some comfort right. and some some peace would be more than welcome absolutely <laughs> be, be very welcome I welcome peace because I i'm so needing it right now i need peace yeah i think you know we we all need peace and it is it is coming and i think it's i mean it not it i don't think it will be our generation but definitely our kids or our you know our grandkids they will um well, they I, will reap the I, benefits yeah. oh i agree i agree completely and what i will also say is you know peace can be found contentment uh, can be found if we put in the effort to search for it you know all too often we get up every morning and we put on our pants as we're watching the television news show and all we're hearing is negativity. So that's what starts our day. And yeah. I tell people, you know, you'll seek or you'll find what you seek. So if you come out of your house every day on your way to work or wherever you're going and you look for problems, you look for reasons to to be angry or upset or sad or, or whatever, you'll find them because they're everywhere social media will provide you with everything you need to be segregated angry bitter depressed all of those things it's all one big show but on the same note when i come out of my house in the morning i this morning i was so pleased i walked out and uh, here in alaska it's been raining for a couple of days Okay, so I I had to search a little harder for for something positive coming out the door (laughs) right away. But today I come out and there's the sun. There's blue sky. And I said, this is wonderful. 
here is a good thing. So every day, if we come out of our home and we are introduced into the physical realm, maybe we should take a moment and recognize those things that are good and begin to change our perspective on existence. And as we do that, you will find the peace that you are seeking. When we tune people out who are, and there are people in the world like this that are just hell bent on everyone else being miserable and because they're miserable or whatever the case, when we start tuning those people out and start realizing that, you know, I'm good. I'm the perfect creation of a deity figure who's here to learn and grow and love and learn. All of these things, when we begin to kind of put our perspective towards that, I believe it changes our outcome. Um, so to your point, I'm at peace. I'm content. I'm comfortable where I am today amidst this world of chaos around me, I can go into a room with an individual who is had to create the most terrible of events for him or her to come home. And we sit and we talk and I say, well, but have you thought about it from the other side of the coin? You know, you're, you're, you're talking about you having to extinguish another life form to, to, to keep your troops safe, to keep your fellow men members safe. And they came home and their mothers loved them. Their fathers loved them. You know, their families enjoyed having them home because of what you did, because of your sacrifice. And did you ever think for a minute that maybe that person with whom you had to engage in that activity, maybe they already made right with their deity that this was the day. This was the moment. So you were just an actor in, in an already scripted event. So it's, it's one of those things I think... Um, one of the major pieces in finding peace, tranquility, is our perspective. And when we're willing to change that perspective, I think our life has a potential of changing for the better. Yeah, that's, I never looked at it, at it that way. That's, that's. But yeah, that's that's very, very much true. Like, I mean, we are we're all actors in in this grand play called life, and we each have our our role to play. And you know, I mean, in the end, we'll all like end up on the the end credits. Um, that's <laughs> that's a that's a long credit roll. Um, it is but it's a story you get to write you, you're not required to follow someone else's script 
So you yeah. need to write your own script. And, and that's, that's really what I try to teach people is that you don't have to believe everything you're being told. You know, you do your research, you do your due diligence, and you write your script. You write your life. You don't have to spend your time being depressed and, and overwhelmed or, or bummed out or, or all of those things. It's your script. What do you want to be? And if you want to be happy and, and you know, peaceful and, and all of those things, then we simply have to change our perspective to represent that. And when we do, life will follow. I've seen it happen a, a, a thousand times. <laughs> so I know it works. You create your own reality. You create your own world so yeah if you're gonna be gonna be miserable i mean there uh, i mean there are of course many more um cosmic and divine laws at play when it comes to that but yeah if you're gonna be miserable then you'll attract nothing but misery giving you all the more reason to be miserable um, right right it is a vicious circle so once you start yeah. it it'll it'll stay i mean talk about newton's law i think is it's it stays in motion until opposite action or react or something uh, yeah this is very much the the, the way yeah you, you, it's going to stay going until you do something about it yeah and i i i think that's that's the hardest part because uh you know like you said if you just turn on the tv like there are so many things that you you can complain about there is so much negativity that is blasted towards you so i i do okay. understand why for for a lot of people it is hard to to be positive to stay positive i mean that's it's really one of the reasons right. why i just i don't watch the news i don't read the news i mean i'll get it you know i'll, I'll get it from from friends of mine, you know, I'll get it from Telegram, I'll get it through through memes, even. Right. Um, and yeah, it's... we just got to be careful. We got to be careful there going on your trend is that, you know, if we avoid the TV, we need to avoid the people who are just going to pass on the TV. You know what I mean? Is that they carry that negativity when they're relaying what they saw. So we kind of just want to be cognizant yeah. of what people are telling us, you know, and be aware. Um, I think to some extent we're all empathic. So there's no reason we can't kind of deploy that skill, if you will, to kind of check the vibes, see what kind of energy we're getting, and then decide whether we're going to acknowledge the information and maybe process it, or if we're just going to, yeah, okay, do the, do the, the husband listening thing. Right. Someone <laughs> is very guilty of that or not? Uh, the, the, I I am innocent till proven guilty. I I am uh, as guilty as sin. I'm telling you. Uh, I've been married 33 years, and my wife tells me that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, she just writes it down for me now. So, <laughs> I can't get away from a text. I've been doing that since day one. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I have a tendency to also just 
forget. My my mind can be very chaotic at times. So she'll tell me something and I'll be like, yeah, 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 I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, I'll I'll write it down. I'll I'll call that person and then just completely five days later honey what is it that you told me again yeah yeah actually i don't wait days oh no i like driving her crazy so i'll turn around like two hours later and say hey didn't you tell me to do something i just told you so yeah oh that's terrible sounds like us no i think you know it's it, it really comes down to our perspective was what perspective do you have on your life? And, and so remember, and, and this, I think the, the downside is, is 2000 years of teaching and I'm not naming any names here, but 2000 years of teachings has told us that we have to wait for some benefit, some gift from some source, from some energy source in the universe. And that's just not the case. You are the master of your journey. You are driving your path. So you have two paths, essentially. You can either, A, decide that, oh, woe is me, and accept the, the path given to you by the fates when you're born. And that's just inaction, right? That's what the fates means, is inaction, when it comes to our journey. Or we then take control. And we can take control by changing our perspective. Um, all too often, you know, we 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 say, "Oh, that guy over there, he's such a high performer. He's, you know, uh, the Usain Bolt of of whatever we're doing." And well, what what is it that makes those people like that? Well, it's their perspective. This is the yeah. only thing they know. They don't know how to be slow. They, so um, this is really what, what I try to convince, uh, and I not try to convince, I, it's my message. <laughs> um, people can take it for what it's worth. Um, but I think, you know, our life is all about our perspectives. And when we decide to change that perspective, we will see life represent that change. Yeah, changing your perspective, changing the way you you look at things, changing the the energy that you uh, that you let in. It's it's that's something that um, over the years I have come to understand. It's another thing to uh, to actually put it in practice. Um, but yeah, just by you know, certain negative things or things meant to to rile, rile you up. You know, that's especially from um, like the the alt right, for example. They are very um, they're they're very much trying to rile people up. You know, oh look what you know such and such politician did, and oh you know that's right, but just to be like yeah i mean it's bad but i'm not gonna bother with it i have enough stuff going on in my personal life i have enough stuff going on in my own circle that you know i want to keep keep safe keep healthy keep and you know if i'm gonna worry about keep saying 
Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's the biggest challenge of all. Um, <laughs> but if I <laughs> if I'm gonna worry about everything that is happening outside of me, then I'm not gonna be able to to live my life. And that's that's been a really that's been a major change for me. I mean, if my my late grandmother. Uh, always told me in in Dutch, but I'll translate it into English. Um, better if you want to better the world, start with yourself. Absolutely. Start, and you That's know, right. I have I have come to understand that <laughs> now. You know, growing out of my my teenage years, where you know I thought I knew everything because you know. Ooh, then my 20s when i realized i didn't know shit. um like now now i understand and now i can you know i can try to to put it in practice to put energy in the things that's that will help progress me that will help heal me you know physically and spiritually i mean i i had to heal physically as well because of some Absolutely. stupid accident and and to your point, you know, I I use the analogy uh, of your grandmother's story. I actually use it quite a bit. So, um, thank her. Um, but and my analogy to that is, you are but a rock in a still lake. When you toss the rock into the lake, there's one bloop, right? One bloop mm -hmm. right there in the middle. And that's you. That's your experience with life. So if your experience, if that bloop is positive, as the ripples begin to move out from your bloop to the rest of the lake, those ripples now are positive energy. And as more and more, to your, to your grandmother's point, to the more and more of us that are creating positive ripples on the lake of life we will indeed change the world so your 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 grandmother was a hundred percent accurate um and and again it's all about perspectives and and how we look at all of these challenges that face us every minute of every day uh we get inundated with something whether it be and many people pass this negative uh, energy or this, these negative vibes, they'll pass them on to us inadvertently. They may not even know they're doing it because they're just kind of repeating what they saw on TV or, or heard yeah. on the radio or heard from a friend or whatever. And so that they're rippling across the pond in a negative fashion. So our, our whole world should be about creating positive ripples going the other direction. So that's going to counteract those negative ripples and allow the world to become a better place in its natural state, which is where it should be. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen that definitely with um, like with my family as well. Like I, when I started to focus on um like not being so so negative all the time not complaining all the time not but 
pointing fingers at others the whole time, but actually, you know, try and find my my inner peace. And you know, I I gotta give credit where credit's due. Firefay has definitely helped with that as well. Um, you know, for a for a man, a good woman will do wonders. Um, <laughs> but you know, I have. I've for how many it. years, darling? <laughs> oh, three plus. Um, but yeah, like my my parents tell me that, you know, I I look better, that I sound better, that I I seem better. I've been able to uh, to connect better with my siblings instead of just, you know, it's. Um, yeah like separating myself because i i always you know thoughts because that's what i what i saw i guess or what i what i wanted to see is that it was always my uh my younger brother my younger sister and then there's me but um you know later i have like with therapy as well and a, a good wife in Firefay. Um I have come to realize that you know I I should be closer to my siblings. I shouldn't just separate myself because oh it's always been you two. So therefore it's going to be you two. Um and yeah just yeah changing changing my my mindset changing my my thoughts That's right that's right. It. That's right. You're exactly right. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's exactly what it takes. You know, whether we choose to give credit to a deity figure, um, you know, the and, and I will be the first to stand in line um, and support to give it to our partners, our spouses, um, to give it to anyone. The, the ultimately, the 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 shift that that switch has to turn on in us. It has to be inside. Yeah. You know, when we talk about success and failure, the difference is the key turn, um, and the, it really comes down to us making that mental shift that says, "I'm going to succeed at this, whatever it takes," and I'll you know. And put my mind to it. And instead of finding all the ways that I'm going to fail, I'm going to find all the ways that I can succeed. And that's, that's again, it comes down to that pers all about perception. All about our perspective on whatever we're chasing, whatever is out there for us. So you're exactly right. Han, you've been uh, awfully quiet. Uh I'm just listening to the wonderful exchange. <laughs> oh, you're you're a lot quieter than uh, than usual, but I guess it's just because it's uh, it's hitting it's all the right. It's because it's interesting and it's hitting all the points that I probably needed in yeah. order to get back to the school after this. See, this is this is why I. I always tell you, you know, come on, come on the podcast. I have, I always have the most interesting guests, and like, like even now, I'm kind of struggling to uh, to find words because you're you're putting it all so 
you're putting it so well and, and it's so clear which is and it's, it's hitting what i needed to because as somebody who does suffer from ptsd and anxiety and depression not from what everyone thinks from war mine was from a certain situation from my past that we're not going to get into on life, but Mentally it just, it really hits hard. And it, one of the things, you know, to your, to your point without, again, going into too much detail, I, I, I work with a lot of people who, who have had these events occur in their life. And, you know, there's, it creates such a, uh, uh, an unknown within our minds because we, you know the balance that we had before the event which is to say you know everybody kind of goes through life and says oh this is normal normal's good normal's okay normal's good and then you have this event and all of a sudden that definition changes it changes from normal's good to what is normal and B, will this get worse before it gets better? And How that's long, where I'm stuck right journey? now. That's where I'm stuck. And I hate going into this, but that's where I'm stuck. Because I was never able to be that young adult because I was thrown into... I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my son. But um, I was thrown into the midst of being a young mom with dealing with the after effects of my marriage falling apart, my first marriage. I understand that. And I can say, without having met you, I can say, sometimes our journey will give us changes that we don't in some cases we don't think we need but it's teaching us something um as you an example to love someone other than myself and 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 so in many cases again it's the as we have been seeing uh, changing our perspective many people will look at it uh, and i'm i'm not calling you out by any stretch please understand um we see things bad happen and we say oh you know i'm i'm this or that or i've got to deal with this i've got to go back through it i've got to live through it to, to heal from it or this that and, yeah. and i'm like no no you don't we don't need to go back there you, you it's a life lesson not a life sentence so what we need to do is we need to grow from it. We need to learn and we need to understand that, you know, in this case, maybe the lesson and I, again, not calling out your situation directly, but maybe these types of things bring us this idea that we are strong enough to do what we're saying we want to do. We don't need a dependency. We don't need uh, this this other thing, whatever this other thing is, 
we can do these things on our own by ourselves because we are strong enough. We are smart enough. We are worth it. And when we start changing our perspective, again, <laughs> I, I can't say how simplistic the solution really is. And I, I do understand that there's a, there's a road that you have to travel to get to that switch. But understand that when we begin to change our perspective on these events, we begin to look at it from a different perspective altogether. We begin the healing process of moving past it. Remember, always forward, never backwards. We don't want to go back and relive, re-engage that horrible event, whatever it was, our our job is to learn and move forward and grow from it. Growing is moving forward. So we always want to move forward. So um, begin, you know, and again, this may take some, I, I use meditation myself because I find it very soothing, a way of focusing my mind and, and getting my, all my thoughts together. But when there's another start, person telling you to do it, hon. Yeah. He's, he's telling me yeah. yeah no she's she's been telling me to um, to do more meditation and more yoga and um, I am definitely I, I, I have I'm been doing a little more old. yoga sorry go ahead I, I was just going to say I'm 60 years old and I'm as wide as I am tall I think I'm not sure <laughs> close enough though um yoga is kind of out for me um mm -hmm. honestly but i do agree with the idea of that motion that movement because when our body does these movements uh yoga is a, a prime example but movement helps create energy within the body that we can then use for healing loving growing knowing we can use it for a lot of different things so that energy that our body yeah. is creating just in its kinetic energy can be used to do many, many things for us. So it's very beneficial. So I agree with her uh, in that respect. In my case, uh, because of all the other situations in my world, I use meditation and it helps me to then change my perspective. I look at each situation that I'm challenged with and I say, okay, what are all the different possibilities? So I kind of work around my analogy that I use in the book I wrote and in many of my teachings is the, the analogy of the puddle. When we look at a challenge before us, like a puddle on the ground, when we're looking at the puddle, we see it from a very, very specific point of view. But when we're willing to open our minds and, and just look at opportunities and possibilities, and begin to step to the left and to the right around that puddle, we begin to change our perspective of that puddle until we come to this realization that, you know, as we work our way all around the puddle, we now know what that puddle looks like. But in the analogy I use, um, I, I'm gathered with nine people who are all standing around this puddle and looking at it, um, after I've moved around the puddle and stood at all of those places and come back to my original spot, I turn to the person on my left or to my right, 
and I say, what do you see in that puddle? And so now I begin to grow even more because we know their translations of the puddle and their perspective of the puddle. Even though I've already seen it with my own eyes, I haven't seen it through their eyes. And it's not until I can, I can get some kind of understanding through their eyes that I fully can embrace what they see in the puddle. And so to your point, when we begin to change our perspectives and, and look at all these possibilities, begin to maybe open dialogues with people who are to the left and to the right of us in this situation, we begin to see how we can grow, how we can learn, how we can love. And, and this all kind of filters into the wisdom that we retain about this type of event. So, um, you know, um, there, there are tons of ways to heal, um, but the best way to heal is you, you got to protect your heart first. And you can protect your heart first by beginning to look at other possibilities that we can learn. So we're stepping outside of our pain. We're stepping to the left or to the right of that pain, of that emotional suffrage, and stepping to the left and right. And there we can begin to see, okay, how do I get around this? And how can I get, you know, keep moving forward? How do I keep going? And so I, that would be my advice. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't think many people, particularly those who have had trauma, in many cases, we wind up in, in survival. I call it survival mode. And we sometimes, many times, we put our blinders up because we are in survival mode. We don't have, we don't want to see out to the left or to the right. We need to focus on what's before us and how we're going to, to get. And so what I challenge us to do, each of us to do, is to stop a minute and look at possibilities. What's to the left? What's to the right? Who's to the left? Who's to the right? And what can they, can they offer me to help me better understand what I've got before me? So um, hopefully that, that kind of helps. I mean, I, I am definitely going to, uh, to take in this advice. I have, um, like this, this year, early in the year, I have been through something that, um, I, I wish on, on nobody, uh, quite a, uh, traumatic event in, the, um, in the family. Um, which where well we are all still uh still suffering from so um, he rest in peace yeah yeah i uh, i do hope he does but um 
yeah i i have noticed indeed at those at those times that it is very easy to um to put your blinders up and to just be um be like no i need to focus on myself but instead of focusing on yourself for healing what i i found myself doing at least i hooked him got a lot of cats no, he's just making sure that you're comforted. That's Timmy for you. Absolutely. Ah. I love that cat, but he's a nuisance. Hey, <laughs> don't make fun of my baby. I, I'm not making fun of him. But um, what I was going to say is that I have noticed that uh, instead of like retreating to to heal it's you know putting up those those blinders and not really uh not really seeing anything else not like only seeing what has happened and just um instead of internalizing it you were reaching out to people who care about you the most i mean yeah i i I have to do both. Of course, you know, I have to internalize it, alchemize it uh, in order to process it. But what I, uh, this is still a learning process for me, is that I, I shouldn't be doing that on my own. That at times like that, it is okay to ask someone outside of me, ask Firefay or, you know, one of the, one of the people from the from the tribe who um, who I am close with or who we are close with, um, you know, just ask like, "Hey, can we talk for a bit? Can I just, you know, let Absolutely. out what I'm what I'm thinking? Can I just, you know, clear my clear my head?" And that's, I think that's the the biggest learning process for a lot of people. That yeah, it's okay to feel those things, but it's not okay to bottle it all up and you know never show it to anyone else never share it with anyone else i mean yeah it's i kicked your butt when you tried to do that with me oh god you keep you, yeah over and over again <laughs> and i think that's why that's you right. know with my own trauma too and being able to talk to Fox about it because like the thing is I've always been told talking about it just keeps rehashing it and rehashing it and it just brings that per other person in my case more power and that's not the case it just it gives me a chance to rechannel it in a way that's healthy and cohesive for myself Absolutely. And there, there's a multitude of ways um, when we rehash things, you know, go through in our mind. One of the first things that most people do is is we first have to, and I'm going to throw out some psychology here, but my point is, is the first thing we're going to do is we need to assign blame credit. Because that's the first thing that the human mind does is where did we screw up? Where did they screw up? How was I wronged? We start making 
you know, getting our score sheets together. And we'll do that mentally. The downside to that event, and, and we, we go through it naturally, so it's, it's not, you know, something that you're training for, but we're going to do that naturally. And what we need to understand is that there is no value in the score sheet. There's none. And that we need to, we can process that right up front is understand there is no value in assigning credit or blame for an event that occurred. Now, maybe we could have done it before the event occurred, you know, if we saw something leading up to this, whatever. But the event, it's past, it's over, it's done. What did we learn? And really, it doesn't matter what the other person is taking away. And, and I'm, I'm using a, a hypothetical situation, obviously, but it matters not what the other party takes away from the event. It's what you took away. You have no responsibility for other people. You have none. You, not even, I don't even have responsibility for how my wife feels. If I forget to put the toilet seat down and she gets frustrated because she's told me 15 million times and I, I'll give her credit. She repeats it over and over and I still forget now and then because I'm old and that happens. I'm not responsible for her feeling the give way me one she second, guys, okay? about the toilet seat. I have to take yeah. away this idea that I need to learn to focus and put the toilet seat down that's that's what i so there is no score there's no there's no need for it there's no value in it and so that's what i try to uh try to help uh, folks understand S simply walk away from a, an event that has occurred dramatic uh traumatic instead of worrying about blame credit responsibility and how other people are going to feel or accept this or whatnot. Don't worry about all that. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is you because if you're better, you'll make other people better. If you've grown and you've learned and you've become a better person that then again, going back to the rock and the lake begins this ripple that will yeah. help others get their ripples going in the right direction. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's, that's really a lesson that, um, that nowadays so many people will have to learn or have to relearn because we are being told by the, um, the, well, the, the mainstream, if you will, that um, like even how people feel is your responsibility. Like everything is your fault, right. even if you, you know, even if you like a, a certain thing, you shouldn't like it because of how it could make other people feel. Other people feel, um, right. You know, the, the latest thing I saw, and this is absolutely 
ridiculous, but I, at the same time, it's it's so funny as well. Is that um, Caucasian men, white men like ourselves, shouldn't like big butts because that's racist, because that's somehow connected to the uh, the African beauty standards. So because of a multitude of reasons and some vague cultural connections, we are being told not to like a certain thing because it's it's wrong. And it's wrong by some people, right? Yeah, but you know, we are made to believe that that's now the standard that because they say it's wrong that therefore it is wrong so i think you know what you just said about you're only responsible for yourself you are responsible for your own actions for your own deeds for your own thoughts it sounds so logical it's it's something that absolutely made sense even five years ago but now somehow we have to relearn it um but it's 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 something that um especially in traumatic ex- uh, experiences uh, or traumatic events can be really hard because it's it's one of the first things that's that you do is you take the blame onto yourself you know oh if i've only done this or that if i only you know did this a little more or did the other thing a little less then it wouldn't have happened or it would have happened in such a way that it wouldn't be so traumatic um and it's it's such like it's it's the very first trauma response it is and And there's no value out of it no 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 because you walk away feeling bad you you know now you're not only grieving for the event but now you feel bad because the score is lopsided so all you're doing is kind of multiplying exponentially your reason to feel bad about a particular event and so it's that's why there's no value in it it's what can i learn time to move on don't worry you know and and i i say this having been i i would like to say i guess a hellion uh in my younger days um you know that that led to a a 60 a six-year addiction with heroin uh which led to an overdose and i haven't touched heroin by the way i haven't touched any drugs in 33 plus years why because there's no value in it now if someone comes to me tomorrow and says hey you know you used to be used to be a heroin addict and i say yep i was is there a score is there a value in the score no what did you learn from it not to use um, I used to, uh, I learned that if I filled my mind with spirituality, I had no reason to alter my mind with illegal drugs. That's what I learned. Can we move on now? 
it's done. That ship sailed. Um, all too often, we're we're so wanting to carry carry this. How long? You know, forever. Some people carry it for a very long time, and uh, it's like, yeah, what value is it? You know, did you learn anything from it? Well, no. I, you know, and I, I use the example of of uh, you know, in, in my case, you know, a, a favorite pet passed away. My mm-hmm. my children were were distraught. Um. And I told him, I was like, okay, well, she's gone. Um, you, you, you can grieve. Well, what if we'd have fed her more food? It wouldn't have made any difference. Well, what if we'd have cuddled her more? No, that wouldn't have made any difference. The poor thing was 18 years old. Hmm. You know, she, she was ready to cross the bridge. She had gone blind. She was deaf. She had, uh, was losing her sense of smell. And then towards the end, she she couldn't eat. And yeah. they're like, well, we could have got her medical care or this or that. And I'm like, no. What, what would her quality of life been? And so you, you kind of have to look at it and go, okay, well, now, uh, in this case, the, the dog passes from the physical realm. Um, and I, I tell my sons, I was like, okay, you can grieve for the dog. But this afternoon, we're, we're going to go do this other thing, this other event. Oh, okay. Um, and so we go do this other event. And they go, well, what about this thing? And I was like, well, what did you learn? Well, I guess that, um, you know, dogs pass at 18 years old. Not all dogs, but okay. That's a good thing to learn. That's a good start. We have to learn and move on. Um, understand that these traumatic events are going to occur. Um, some have more than others. Um, but again, to start to stop and the whole world to keep score and get that whole tallied up simply gives that negative energy more uh, power to, to cycle within us. And so yeah. it, it really serves no value. It really does. And, and I, I, I repeat that quite a bit. So I, I know, I know it's locked in the psyche of many, many people and it doesn't matter what country, what culture, what anything, it, it's all the same. Yeah. So no, I, I totally it's... understand. <laughs> and that's like one of the things that, um, that, well, I don't want to say hate, hate is a strong word, but that I like least the what if question. Like that, that always, I mean, I know it's, it's a natural response and, um, fire Faye, I mean, she's off now. She got a call from a friend, but, um, she, she can definitely tell you that I don't do what if. I, it, there's to, to me that there is no value in it, you know, what if it didn't happen? Yeah. Okay. Well, it did. It and did. Now yeah. We're, now, we, now we have to, yeah, that, now we have to live with that, that you know, but, and yeah. then, you know, if we're talking about, uh, you know, future tense, for example, oh, you know, what if I'm not going to succeed at that? What if you do? You know, 
And there's, well, that's just, there's, yeah, only, yeah. there's only one way to find out. Do it. I mean, yeah. the, the why, uh, what if question, I don't think is bad in of itself. I think, though, when you attach an intention to it, an energy to it, that's where it starts getting contorted because you're right. When we start dealing in past tense, it's like, hey, that ship sailed too late. It left the left the dock. It's gone. It happened. Yeah. So how do we deal with it? But what if, you know, I could be successful? What if you started with the successful part and not worried about the failure part? And, you know, when we're talking futuristic. So it's all of it all comes back. It all comes back to our perspective. And that's our mindset. And it, that's where it all comes back to. Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. And I, I know Firefay uh, especially um, does suffer from anxiety. She does have some anxiety issues. And uh, like we, we always tell people that she is the emotional one. I am the rational one. You know, we, we have that divided up nicely so um wonderful but you know at the at the same time i you know being a man sometimes i have a tendency to over rationalize things it's just something we do and you know then there is fire fate to put that emotion with it so right. to provide a balance that's right yeah and that's exactly what she's doing yeah she's balancing you out absolutely yeah. and and you know and and while she provides a great uh, uh portion of you as an entity she too needs to to feel comfortable with providing some level of rationality to her own thoughts and i'm just using your example because i'm sure she does so um i'm i'm sure she does she, so she tries but when we we never try to, or what we, we really don't want to do is become dependent for a balance. We need to be balanced ourselves. And when we come together, we're coming together, A, as equals, but B, to provide a balance. Because now the whole thing is balanced. But each of us needs to be balanced in our own mind. And it all comes down, uh, you know, I, I can't I can't say it enough um, for those uh, folks who get the opportunity to to spend time in therapy uh, with me. Um, I tell them all the time. I mean, it's it's all about your perspective. You are the master of your perspective. No one else can see the way you do. No one. Even if they're biological twins, even if they've lived exactly the same life you have, everything the same. They've eaten, eaten the same food every time. Everything else is the same. They are not the same. They are not bonded to the same spiritual entity. And therefore, their perspective will be different. And so um, we just need to get over the idea that, A, we have all the answers. Because <laughs> even I don't know anything. I'm just kind of Kentucky windaging it. B, there is no score. There is only where can we grow? Where do we grow? And that's, that's 
and that's an individual question that individuals must answer for themselves. Um, as I mentioned, I did write a book, uh, the book to turn the final, it's available Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Yes, that was a shameless plug. But <laughs> no, nothing shameless. The book, <laughs> the book provides us with meditation exercises throughout the book, kind of focuses on different areas of being human and being a spiritual human. Um, but it gives us some exercises at which to to learn to meditate and to actually ask questions about our beliefs in who we are from a fundamental level all the way down to our DNA. And when we begin in earnest to work through those questions and answer those questions about ourselves, I think we begin the process of establishing our own balance and we become imbalanced with our spiritual self and therefore we become healthier, uh, more content, more peaceful, more just happy to, to be sharing this experience called life with wonderful people like yourselves. So uh, know thyself is, uh, is so important. Um, and it's, it's easy to want to change the world, change yourself, want to change yourself, yeah. know yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, truly, truly know yourself. Like, don't, don't, that's, I mean, that's why meditation is, is so good. I mean, my, my form of meditation is, is a little different. My form of meditation is more active. Uh, I train jujitsu once, twice a week. That's really my meditation. That's where I can, um, where I can focus, where I can, I can clear, clear my mind. I mean, I, I have to focus because people are trying to, um, you know, rip my limbs off, um, squeeze my head you off. You also do yoga when you can, huh? I have started doing yoga. Yes. Um, Firefay has finally, uh, Good. she has finally got me to do yoga, uh, more, more than once. Good. That's just twice <laughs> in a row now. I'm proud of them mm -hmm. twice in two days. Uh, well, no, I technically I skipped yesterday, but yes, um, Tuesday and today. So Hon that is honesty is the best policy. Good. It's twice in a week. That's like already 100% progression because I, I used to do it. Well, just I, 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 I used to when I was pulling your ear onto the mat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much done. It's just okay. Now we're gonna do yoga. Yes, dear. <laughs> I must, I must uh, interject here, and uh, I apologize. I didn't mean to talk over you, Fire Fake. It's okay. No worries. <laughs> I must interrupt uh, the conversation. Um, there are people whom uh, are coming to, to to speak with me, and. Uh, um, you know they uh, they need help, and so I am off to do uh, what I do normally, and so I I want to tell you how much I appreciate this and uh, a great uh, moment for both of you. Um, if you ever need to talk, um, by all means reach out to me. Um, you can get to me on my website, 
and that's https colon slash slash ak for alaska ulfethnar let me spell that out it's u l f as in frank h e d as in dog n a r dot com there you can get to all the ways most importantly you can reach out to me directly uh and uh you know we can talk uh we can set up some time to talk if you'd like uh by all means please the, let me know if there's any anything i can do uh and uh by all means please allow your listeners uh to to visit the site um they're welcome to also see all the social media there um it's all listed out so um they can get uh pretty much anything they need uh about me including me um and so um we can go from yeah. there and and uh you know um i i hope i can be of some help i really do um both of you deserve um to be happy you deserve to be at peace and you deserve to fully embrace the full potential of love and i encourage both of you and i hope i hope for both of you uh the very best thank you thank very you. much uh i have uh your website and a couple other links in the description box down below this video already so if the people are interested in um and what all you have to say and i don't see why they wouldn't um they can <laughs> they can go there and uh find out all about you and find you as you said um mark thank you very much for um for coming on it has been a a pleasure uh i am just gonna plug my stuff real quick so if you have to go um you have to go i totally understand that you know people still need to do things it's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure oh, absolutely and, and um i will stay in touch i uh, it's uh Please. a lot of a lot of valuable lessons so thank you love and light my friends enjoy today enjoy today you as well you will thank you very much namaste <laughs> all right this was a great episode of the Greyhorn Pagans podcasts with my co-host the lovely Firefay of course and our guest Dr. Mark Weisman aka the Alaska Ulfetnar um yeah, if you want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. Can it's you one... say it slower for the listeners like myself? <laughs> Can I say it? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I'm assuming, especially the Olfenar part. Um, it's it's Norse, Scandinavian. Um, so that's Olfenar. Uh, and yes, I do roll my R's. That comes with being European. Um, I've if been you... told by many times before <laughs> that you roll your R's like a true Latin as well, Latin American. Uh, I mean, they do. 
predominantly speak Spanish, Spanish. there, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's what they do. Uh, <laughs> so I want to thank everyone who has been watching. I want to thank everyone who has been in the live chats. And if you are uh, listening to this later on on the audio platforms, uh, thank you very much for listening, of course. Uh, you can find us, the Grey Pagans, the tribe of Grey Pagans, at www.greyhornpagans.com, uh, also with the HTTPS slash thingy. Just www.greyhornpagans.com. You can find um, all about what we do. You can find the tribe. You can find our blogs. You can find our awesome merchandise. Not sure, not sure if you can see it. Uh, this is just one piece of the merchandise that we sell. Amazing, darling, because of the dark. Yeah, crap. I know. Let's see. Can I? Oh no, that's that's way too bright. <laughs> anyway, just go to grayhornpagans.com. You can find all the uh, links there, uh, including ones to our merchandise, uh, to the podcast, and many more of the things that we do. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, um, the bell notification, the, the bell next to the subscribe button. Like if you're, while you're at it, click that one too. Um, it notifies you, or it should notify you whenever we go live or whenever I just upload a random video or short. Um, I believe that is everything I should be doing as a good content creator. So, um, Han, is there anything you would like to like to say as a uh, closing statement? Namaste, my fellow listeners. May the light in you honor all that is around you as it comes from me. Namaste. <laughs>